So I guess there's um more Shatterstar news this week. I mean, that's... When isn't there? I mean, that's a trick question. I mean, there wasn't! There wasn't for so long! And now there's Shatterstar news, like, on a weekly basis. On a weekly basis. I, okay, not weekly. I don't think there's maybe enough to make, like... Mm. Like, enough to make, like, a like an article about it. <laughs> no, this is, like, the My Brother, My Brother and Me, like, Munch Squad. Like, it, it, it comes in when it's, like, relevant. That's true. And it's just been relevant more often than not lately. That's that's extremely true. Although I did hear a rumor that that scene we saw in the Deadpool 2 trailer mm-hmm. might be something that happens at the very end of the movie without any explanation afterward. Oh, well, even if that is the case, it's still he's in a movie. <laughs> I mean, it's still happening. Like, what do you do? Just hire somebody for like the <laughs> like. The- like one part i mean that has happened before like that one character that one actor that was like jubilee for that one scene do you know what i'm talking about yeah in like i think it was x2 when they're like standing around and rogues in her like nightgown trying to figure out what to do with all of the students and then, like there's there's um just a woman standing in the background with a streak of pink hair which is something jubilee never even had And she's got, like, a choker and, like, a dark green, like, halter top on. (laughs) But he and Richter are confirmed to be in a relationship in the New Mutants Dead Souls mini that's coming out. Yes. This Wednesday. Yes. Yes. Exciting. Yes. That's very exciting. Although um, it was decided that the their quote unquote break was just, like, probably a week long thing. And, like. They had a break, and then Rick spent that entire time making an Instagram and, like, posting sexy pictures to it, hoping that Shatterstar would see it. Is this canon, or is this in your head? No, this is absolutely not canon. This is, um, this is my personal canon. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. No, and by the time someone, like, slid into his DMs about it, they were already back together, so it didn't even matter. (laughs) Also... Now that it's- that was only, like, a thing, I kind of can't, like, pull the threads together. So usually, like, if something were to happen, I'd be like, okay, this maybe is why this happened. But now that I know that it was like, yeah, this happened and then we're back together again, like, I can't, like, there's no threads to connect. I can't even, like, come up with a scenario in which that makes any sense whatsoever. Richter told Shatterstar that regular Captain Crunch is better than Oops All Berries. Oh my god, you're turning like purple. <laughs> that's it. That's the podcast. Goodbye, everybody. That's that's the best tweet that I've ever heard. Shatterstar's like, no, get out of my house. I can't speak to you right now, Julio. Mark it down. Confirmed. It's canon now. It's confirmed. Oh my god. <laughs> I can see you just losing it. <laughs> Alright. Yep. That's it. That's an intro.
Hello, and welcome to The Young Ones, a podcast about teen superhero teams and why we love them. My name is Charlie, and I use they, them pronouns. And I'm Mikey, and I use he, him pronouns. And this is episode 14, or whatever convoluted method we're using to name and number our podcast episodes. I believe it's the fifth episode of The Runaways. Season two, episode five. Charlie's using legacy numbering. I'm using (laughs) volume numbering. Marvel Legacy has also afflicted Charlie. Okay, there are ups and downs to to legacy numbering, all right? Yeah. 20 years from now, someone's going to pick up Generation X and they're going to be like, okay, well, I was reading Generation X 1 through 5 and then all of a sudden it turned into 84. What is happening? It's uh, time travel. That's what I blame. Not really. It's just bad. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't, if legacy numbering was consistent, I wouldn't care about it. Like if it was like, hey, this has been going on forever. Like this is episode, episode, wowie, wow. This is, uh, <laughs> issue number 400 out of like, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. I like how you said legacy numbering has ups and downs and then proceeded to list only downs and no ups. I think, okay, the only up is that it makes people think about like, Oh man, I used to remember when we get used, used to get really long runs on comics and it was like 300 issues long. Like that's the only up. It makes people like have fake nostalgia. Right. But is that an up though? No, it's a down. You proved your point. Yeah. Like, oh, there used to be, you would have, we had like a hundred issues of this comic and there was none of this volume garbage. And then they, like, look at Marvel being like, okay, that Hawkeye ended. We're going to bring back a new Hawkeye starting with a new number one. And they're just like, I hate it. (laughs) I hate it. It's bad. (laughs) The one thing is, like, yeah, it's really cool that, like, Captain America has had... Has Cap had 500 issues? I'm not actually sure. Uh, I I can't tell you. X-Men has, though, right? Daredevil definitely has. Yeah. Like, it's cool when it hits milestones like that. But like it never feels significant enough to be like it's only it's only ever that one issue, right? Like they'll do like the one issue of legacy numbering and then go back like immediately. And that just makes it hell when you're trying to collect floppies. Yeah. Or like read stuff digitally. Because like <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. It's bad. Comicsology, Marvel Comics, and Marvel Unlimited all have a terrible discovery problem like their search and interface are miserable to use not not great yeah and it makes it even harder to like justify telling people to use those services if it's like yeah it's really cool because you have all these comics available to you but then you have to like have another list that someone some kind hearted soul has put together on tumblr to tell you what to read and in what order yeah bad it's like, no, you have to read uh, Spider-Man number uh, 301, and then you go to this mini-series, because that's the next thing in canon, and then blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just like, why? Why? Yeah, no, it's not great, but we're not dealing with legacy numbering. Well, you are. I'm not. Yeah, I mean- I live in the real world that makes sense. I live in the real world. Yeah, whatever. I'm not really either. Like the real world, but realer. I'm not buying any titles that have legacy numbering currently. And my list has gotten pared down even further because I can't justify buying X-Men Blue or X-Men Gold Mm. every time it comes out. So I don't. And Generation X is no longer out. And so the only thing I will be... It was the only title that could participate in legacy numbering, right? Yeah. And... Because none of the others have like a... None of the others could. So now I'm just going to be buying 
New Mutants when it comes out monthly, so it's every month, and hell, that'll be a long wait. And um, all new Wolverine. So, yep, that's about it. Other than the legacy numbering. Well, I got a website. That's exciting. I saw that. I'm very proud of it. It's like my my baby that I've presented to the world. And you bought a thing and you did it. By the way, you were like, oh, you're you're making a, your own website, but you're not looking at content for this and that thing. Like, it has the option to add a blog, but like, I don't know. It was just a very strange, like, version of a blog. Like, you have to go into, like, the web interface and, like, create a new page to make a new entry. Hmm. It's it's not very straightforward. We'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. Let's just let's just say that. Yeah. No. Well, I I I'm ha- I like our little website. It's a good website. It's, it's, it's a Tumblr. It's not a website. <laughs> wow. It's hosted on a completely unfunctional website. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sorry, I'm taking time to drag Tumblr. Okay. That, no, please go there and look at things. I'm not saying not to do that. <laughs> My relationship with Tumblr is complicated. It's true. Tumblr is it's a it's a thing. That's sure true. Sure is true. But yeah, no. Other than that, so we ran a poll. That's another thing that happened this week about role playing content, and most people seem to be like completely okay with it. So yeah, I'm I'm glad. Like I'm sorry if you're not one of those people. Like, I don't know. Y'all done goofed and, like, made it too close to call, basically. So, <laughs> Well, okay, we had a tie between, like, love it and want it to be its own thing. So there needs to be, like, a follow-up to that of, does that mean you want us to section it off entirely or just have more of it but different? Yeah, that's a little bit complicated, everybody. I t- Okay, so Twitter, I didn't have time to put together like a full Google form, which would have been the ideal. Also, I was like, I feel like people are probably going to participate more in a Twitter poll maybe than they would a Google form. Yes, yes. Even though Twitter poll is only available to web and the official app and along with group DMs, Uh... which is (laughs) kind of an important thing if you don't know that you're not getting them. Yeah. Or looking at them. So yeah. If you weren't able to vote in the poll, feel free to, like, message us and tell us what you actually think. Let us know, please. Yeah. What you think about the role-playing, uh, tabletop role-playing game content. Yeah. We're not actually, like, playing an RPG here. Yeah. I mean, maybe we could at some future point and have that be its own thing, like... Yeah, exactly. Which was already... I was already thinking about it anyway, so... Yeah. Yeah. Because I like telling telling stories and not just talking about other people's stories although other people's stories are really good that's why i like comics i think to me like it's the greatest show of loving something if you want to take that thing and expand on it or see more of it yeah no absolutely i agree i agree that's why i think that's why and plus making like characters is an exercise in like writing so yeah it's, it's just i think it's good all around yeah or, like, even, um, you know, taking ideas in comics and using them to inspire your own work. Yeah. It's important, too. But, no, it's it's good. So that that happened, and we put that up. Um, and I also streamed... I'm doing some, like, playtests of uh, my friend Allie Bustion, Mad Pro on Twitter's game, Misbehavin'. 
um, which is a 1920s uh, prohibition supernatural game. So you can play like vampires who deal moonshine that, you know, hypnotizes people or whatever. <laughs> um, and, you know, with like the ever present threat of like police because, you know, you're these weirdos and nobody knows how your powers work and everyone's afraid of you. And there are laws like making your existence like very restricted and stuff like that. Um, Sounds so familiar. Yeah. No, it, it's it's um, I'm really excited to play it. Um, it won't be streamed, unfortunately, because we realized uh, the only time that we can schedule it and like all play is the time when like. One of us needs to eat dinner, so it's like I don't want to subject people to me slurping soup into my yeah, mouth. No. Yeah, no. On stream, so um, but I'm really excited to play that and excited to play. I got a really good idea for Mutants in the Night, um, so I'm excited to play that as well. Yee. I'm just gonna be the person that's gonna end up playtesting games, other people's games, hopefully my own at some point. I mean, yeah, you're gonna get get that all sorted out. Yeah, I just love I love telling stories. I know you do, and that's good. And I would I also planned stuff for D and D, including not killing your character. Yeah, like you're convinced that I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, not killing our character. Instead, uh, someone just got possessed by a ghost, and I tried to I I was very much contemplating beating them to death with an iron rod. So, uh, Charlie's like, I know Supernatural. I know how to do things. And then we're like, Charlie, has your character watched Supernatural? <laughs> uh, the, the meta game was strong within me last night, and I usually don't do that. That's true. You you do it a lot. I think it's just like I think I was just like having a freak out moment because like. Everybody else is like having such a bad time, but like yeah, Valve wasn't. Fair. And that's I was fair. like, I don't know what to do. I am only full of offensive spells. I have no healing spells. I have nothing I can do except for burn these stupid bones. Like someone <laughs> I'm being yelled at to do this. Like I was just under a lot of stress last night, okay? Everybody was having a no good, very bad time. No, it is something that's like interesting about fantasy is like I've put like a lot of like modern stuff in it. At, even though it's a fantasy game because of like Magitech and stuff, but it's fun to do like masks or stuff like that where, or even Girl by Moonlight, where it's like I can have my characters be into the same things that I'm into mm -hmm. and like be able to interact with it that way. Like it's always refreshing to go back to a game like that where it's like, oh yeah, right. I can have my character's Apple Watch play Call Me Maybe whenever he's tries to use his time powers. <laughs> or I can have Shatterstar reference Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Two things in which I've done. I think that's like maybe why people have like trouble writing Thor in comics is because he's so into or traditionally so into like the high fantasy stuff. Maybe that's hard. I think that's hard no matter what. Yeah, for sure. That's like I feel like Thor's at his funniest when he's like trying to make jokes or like a wink and a nod at the audience about like modern stuff, like in movies at least, mm -hmm. when he's like winking and nodding about like popular media, but like Thor himself is not savvy to that. Like that's mm -hmm. some really good stuff. No, that's always that's always good. No, like that's always great, no matter what. So yeah. Yeah, but, no, um, no, I agree. But that's, I mean, fantasy settings aside. Yes. We're not in a fantasy setting this week. 
No, I'm I'm not at well, least, and neither are the Runaways. Okay, maybe a little bit, actually. Maybe a little bit, because you said that, and then I'm like, <laughs> maybe a little bit. But um, today uh, we are we will be covering Runaways issue number nine and ten. We've gone through a lot of this, actually. Yeah, like we're actually blitzing through it pretty quickly for only yeah, doing which two is fun- issues. Which is funny because like last episode you were like we've got so much to cover or like a couple episodes ago yeah i know but like i was just thinking about it today when i sat down to read i was like we're already at issue 10 yeah we're halfway through the first volume yeah almost i mean i told you it goes some places it certainly does go some places in which those places we will visit um momentarily yeah, but <laughs> the first place we're going to visit, though, is uh, the creative team for issue number nine. Yeah. So we haven't changed. Uh, we are still very much um, with the same creative team that we had on issue number eight. So that is still um, written by Brian K. Vaughn. Pencils are by Adrian Alfona. The inker is Craig Young. And our wonderful, stupendous, amazing colorist is still Christina Strain. And will be for quite some time. Yes. In fact, I think it's like pretty much with few exceptions like the rest of the entire run of runaways is christina strain yeah yeah i think you're right about that so i'm sure i'm sure she could confirm it for me yeah yeah not obviously not every probably not every issue but most of them a a lot of it yeah so you know this is issue number nine and it is our cover is once again by joe chen yeah we're back to that and it is kind of spoopy Kind of. I'm not sure what Alex is doing. He's like, he's got the decoder ring on. There's like this hellish brown and orange, like a burnt umber nether space behind him that's like coming out of the the abstract, which is the, the pride's like book. And he's got the decoder ring that's like lit and there's like a light coming out of the book as he's like reaching for it. It's actually kind of page master now that I think about it. A little bit. Yeah. No, it is kind of looks a little fantasy now that. Yeah, I think it's supposed to evoke that, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. Now that I've spoken against it. Now now, now everything is going to just come for me because that is my life. (laughs) So, um, yeah, no, it's um, it's really nice. Like all of her covers are very nice yeah there's a couple that are they're just they're just different like things were just different like the way that they expected out of a cover was just different well like this this series specifically was though because like i feel like comics as a whole were like this was not the norm no yeah i guess you're right like she i feel like she worked on this before she went to like buffy and firefly comics because that was another thing where she painted a lot of the covers like, I don't think this was her first work, but she probably got to be better known because of this. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it's nice. We open, same place we left off. And if you need a recap, uh, we left off with... Alex behind a painting in a rather Haunted Mansion style, um, looking through the eyes of a painting at um, Nico, who was kissing Topher who is the new kid on the team, that they picked up at a... Convenience store. Convenience store? <laughs> because his parents were making him rob a store, and they are super evil, and he just said it, and of course that's right, because why wouldn't you believe him? Yeah. They're so, so evil. So they went ahead and picked him up. So we're back at the hostel with Alex looking and just being a weird creep, because that's what's happening. 2.35 a.m. 
<laughs> and uh, we still got timestamps. I don't know when that. We'll see when that ends. Uh, but the funny thing about the eye holes here is that they look way bigger. Like, like they look like Alex was like looking through a way bigger hole than he actually is because he's yes. seeing this perfectly. But like the eye holes that they depict in this panel are like extremely small. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And that was kind of like a thing that happened like last time too. Yeah. Like they like zoomed in through the eye hole in this like cool way. Yeah. That was a really cool like perspective, but it kind of threw me off coming back to this. But even though Alex is looking, uh, Nico pushes Topher away and says that it's not right and they shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to make the executive decision to stop reading the timestamps because I just flipped through volume one and they continue pretty much the entire time yeah so we'll let you know if it's relevant i guess yeah yeah like if it's a big deal but i'm not gonna read every five minute increment from now on no because i am not jack bauer and that is not what i signed up for and i'm sure you didn't either (laughs) i don't know if jack bauer signed up for that either let's just be clear (laughs) i didn't choose that life that life just chose me yeah Kiefer sutherland aka big boss Oh yeah, they they look like the little holes in this one in this next panel, like that you look through the eclipse at. Yeah, like they look like, like they're very small. Yeah, I think the sense of scale is a little wonky. A, a little bit, but I mean, like I said, Alex being weird aside, uh, Nico doesn't want any part of this anymore. Also, of note, he had to take his glasses off to put his eyes up against the things because <laughs> I'm realizing he's his- seeing so clearly. I don't know. If I take my glasses off, I can't see anything. Right? Like, I would have been like, what is that? What's I, happening over what's there? Ha- maybe they're just hugging. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to tell. But no. Alex, Same. for whatever reason, has been able to tell. Uh, Nico, however, can't tell how she feels about this situation. Uh, because she tells Topher to stop, and it isn't right. And then he's saying that you kissed me back, which... I hate, I hate it. Yeah, that's not, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happened that she's saying no now. Yeah. So that's that. And then Alex walks in the room because of course he does. Yeah, after Nico is explaining that she feels very confused and everything's kind of all over the place for her right now. Topher, as Alex walks in, says that he was just about to leave, which is the most stereotypical response ever. Yeah, and as he goes, Alex tells him that he can sleep in the East Wing, and that Topher says he's got to get some shut-eye, and then Alex tells Nico that they need to talk. Yeah, and then we flip back to Chase, <laughs> rather emphatically yelling pow as he shoots a burst of flame out of the Fistagons. And then makes a cube with them? Yeah, uh, because... Somehow, the gloves are, like, able to sense what he wants to mold the flames into. And so he just makes a square. And so Gert is sitting behind him on a couch. And Old Lace is kind of perched like a cat. Like, you know how cats look when they sit like people? Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like that's the level of awkwardness, Old Lace. She's, she's also looking very nonplussed. Yeah, so... Um, we'll kind of notice old laces like started even more imitating Gert's expressions. And it's really good because you get to see like Gert making this face and then an old lace making that face, but on a dinosaur face. <laughs> um, and Molly's, and Molly's also passed out. out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Then Chase is explaining that the Fistigons let him make anything that he want that he can imagine. And Gert says, and you've imagined a square. Very creative. Talk back. But that was only the opening act because he can also make a stick man with the sword. I guess. And he says, shabam, which is like <laughs> very... And there's this there's this foom fire sound effect as Topher walks through the door and then recoils when he almost walks into this like weird fire stick figure. And he says it's some kind of flaming monkey. And Chase says, no, it wasn't a flaming monkey. It was a blazing samurai. <laughs> it was a stick man, Chase. Come on. I, do, I mean, I do like the idea that like maybe this isn't actually like reading his brain or anything it's like him trying to like draw it with the fire and chase isn't very good at drawing no that reminds me of a stick figure that like somebody at kindergarten would draw and be like this is my samurai he's very good yeah 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 and they're like okay sweetie we'll put it up on the refrigerator it's fine yeah it's endearing when you're in kindergarten but not yeah, so much not when you're, when you're like- 17 years old He's 18. He's the adult oh, of the group. Uh, uh, I think. I think. No, he's 17. He's not 18. Oh, right. He's not 18. Right. Yeah, he's 17. Because he's a year older and he goes, I remember still, when I was 16, when everything yeah, made but sense. still. And as Topher and Chase talk, he continually calls Topher the new kid who, who replies <laughs> that he has a name. And to- uh, Chase says, Topher isn't a name. It's a meat substitute. I'm also, I'm actually on the same page with uh, Chase here. It's really good, though, because, like, Chase intends it, like, I just, like, laughed really hard when I read that, (laughs) because I love how it's, like, an unintentional burn. I mean, it's supposed to be a burn, but, like, Chase- And and Topher's like, it's the the only real name that anybody has here. Okay. And so they're arguing, and Gert basically tells them to shut up so they don't wake Molly. And they don't know when she's going to be awake, uh, because- that's just her powers work like that and then they all promised that they'd go looking for Topher's parents but like they also are like i haven't slept for like four days yeah gert has gert's having some trouble sleeping also old lace is giving Topher some major side eye here yes and chase says that he doesn't not sure when he's going to go to sleep and gives a, sp- a spiel about another spiel of what which contains another pop culture reference to howard stern yeah <laughs> I, I do like how Old Lace is, I don't think she had this before, but she's got like a modeled like dinosaur skin like effect to yeah. her now that's really good. She definitely does. Yeah. And I don't think that was there before. Again, just it's the little things about coloring that make it work. Yeah. About the colors, like the background and yeah. the lights and like everything like that. And, mm. um, you know, everyone's having apparently difficulty sleeping and... Chase does reassure Topher when he... They're all having problems. I mean, yeah. Topher does re- uh, Chase does reassure Topher when he walks away, saying that, hey, don't worry about your parents. We'll find them. Like, so he's, like, trying to be, like, genuine. Yeah. But, like, still has that, still has that way about him, because yeah. he's Chase, I guess. And Topher gives him kind of an indecipherable look that is kind of, like, maybe charmed, maybe, like... I, I can't tell what he's supposed to be. He's kind of got, like, a sideways kind of... Just barely, maybe yeah. a smile. It can be read as maybe a little bit wistful, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. wistful is a good way of putting it. Yeah, and we unfortunately cut back to Nico and Alex, who are still having a conversation, and Nico's gonna try and be up front, 
and tell him that he kissed she kissed Topher. But he, once someone tells you that, you just slow your roll and you don't say anything else, especially if you were spying on somebody. Like, what are you even doing? Yeah, so she says, I don't know what to say, Alex. You've been so sweet to me and I've been acting like a total... And he says, Nico, and she goes, no, you have to hear this. I did something completely awful and you deserve to. And then he's just like, I know you kissed. Yeah. And then she's trying to do something right. Yeah. Like, just shut up. Like, come on. Like, mm. yeah. And then she, of course, she gets very irritated and says, you've been spying on me. Well, no, because she asks how. And then he just lays it out that he there's a secret room like his parents have. Oh, but don't worry. I haven't been doing it more than once. Okay. Well, you did it once and that was enough. Yeah. It was only because I was worried about you and uh, Topher. And it's like... Oh, no. Alex is being a nice guy TM. Yeah. If you've already admitted that, like, you've already... Like, the fact that you do it once is already too much. Like, but if you're going to say that, like, you know, how how would you know that that's not true? Exactly. Or that that's true, but... Yeah, that, that you didn't do it before. And right. he's trying to explain himself. And Nico says, I can't believe I trusted you. And he keeps digging the grave because he's like, me? Like, yeah, you, basically. Yeah. And then she says, I'm glad I kissed Topher. And she ports herself away using her magic. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't blame her whatsoever. Yeah. So we come back to Gert <laughs> in... The middle of a cuddle pile of Molly sleeping and snoring, Chase kind of on top, like leaning against Molly, snoring and drooling, Old Lace with her head on Gert's thighs and lap, sleeping and looking very, very happy. And then Gert's just like awake, grumpy, saying, kill me. (laughs) And that's when Alex walks in. Aside from having an argument about names and what they should call each other, uh, Alex demands to know if Gert has seen Nico. And, you know, no, and that they're not in, like, Gert's just very irritated, which I I can understand. Alex also tells her to grow up and stop caring about the stupid code names, quote unquote, that they've made, which is like, no. She's like, I thought not growing up was part of the whole reason we ran away. Yeah, it's part of the whole shtick here. Yeah, exactly. So Alex is like, never mind. I'll find her myself. And then we see Nico looking down from another part of the hostel mansion area. So Topher walks into a random room then, presumably in the East Wing. Presumably, yes. And he stumbles upon Carolina in the same room, who's drinking a cup, of co- a cup of coffee out of a mug with a tiny dog on it. It's a good mug. It's a good mug. I like this mug. Yeah, it's very good. I don't know where she found the mug. I'm not sure. Maybe they stole it. I'm not sure where they found coffee either, but that's just fine. That's fine. I mean, they could have had instant coffee from the convenience store. Bad. But where do they have water? Maybe they stole bottled water? I don't know. I don't know. We could... No, we're not going to go into this. Well, well, don't worry about it. Yeah, Carolina, you know, says, hey... And Tover says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to intrude, but everything in the uh, West Wing looks like it's about to collapse, apparently. Well, this is the East Wing. Well, yeah, the East Wing, excuse me. So, I mean, understandable, I guess. You don't want to fall asleep somewhere where you could die? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely understandable. It's also got, like, kind of a weird, like, I mean, it's got a Haunted Mansion vibe, but also, like, maybe even, like, a Beauty and the Beast vibe. 
Yeah, uh, very much so, actually. Because they're, like, in a dining room with all these torches and candles, which, if it was a hotel that collapsed in the 30s, I don't think they would have torch torch sconces on every wall, but... You, n- you never know. <laughs> apparently not. Um... Yeah, well, Carolina says, you know, if you don't want to, like, find somewhere to sleep, then you can hang in here with me if you want. And Tover says, uh, thanks, and tries to remember her name, but calls her Lucy. And then she's like, sort of, my real name is Carolina, but I started calling myself Lucy in the Sky because, I don't know, it's stupid, I guess. And then he sits down to have a conversation with her. And they try, he gets really excited because, yeah, he loves the Beatles and then starts trying to have a very in-depth conversation with her about what's the best Beatles song and what's the worst one and she's like I don't know what you're talking about really I just had a best of CD and then he it's it's like when it's like when you tell someone that you like comic books and they're like oh yeah me too I love Iron Man the movie and you're like, but have you, have you ever read like Demon in a Bottle or Extremis? Like, I really love how Warren Ellis took, you know, the fear of the surveillance state. And then they're like, no, I've only seen Iron Man. The Iron Man movie. <laughs> that's perfectly encapsulated there. Yeah. But, you know, good. So, um, it's like that that's kind exactly of thing. what's going on here, but with the Beatles, which, you know, he tries to continue to explain it to her. And then she starts crying. Yeah. But not because of that. Maybe a little bit, but probably maybe, not. maybe a little bit. But he asked her what the ma- what what's the matter, and she says you you wouldn't understand. And he says I'm pretty open minded. Try me, okay? Sure, Topher. Sure, sure. She almost lets it slip that she's an alien. Yeah, almost. But she says she's a mutant, and he says that's nothing to be ashamed of. It's per- it's perfectly natural. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing natural about it. <laughs> and then she's like and then to make matters worse I'm starting to to fall for somebody here but they're already interested in somebody else and so he immediately assumes that she's also interested in Alex and she says no not Alex Christ he doesn't next jump to Chase but um, yeah but he doesn't because he jumps to himself and to which she said like, so she's like no I'm not talking about you either but Maybe you are sort of cute, I guess. And her expression here is very is very good. Like yeah. I like the expression a lot. She's like biting her lip and very like doubtful, but also like shy, but also you know, yeah, a little hopeful. Trying That's, to like it's, it's, it's trying really to good. like psych herself into whatever she's going to do next. Yeah, because she moves across the table and she says, "I want to know what is what something I want." something to feel the way it's supposed to which kind of gives us a little bit of indicator maybe what she was thinking about and then she kisses him and he looks to the side because someone says carolina and it's nico because of course it's nico yeah also carolina has like the most awkward kissing posture here bad really not great she's like arching in from like the side and like holding her hand on his but like also grabbing the chair like she's as far away physically as you can be from someone while kissing them (laughs) which tells you probably a little bit about this kiss yeah it's probably not not great kiss no definitely not there on the top 10 list of marvel kisses Um, uh no 
So, and then immediately they break apart and Carolina's like, oh, great. And Topher's like, I don't know what's going on. I was trying to help Carolina figure out the fact that she's a mutant or deal with it. And, and then N- and Nico says, oh, is that what she told you? And Carolina says, no, Nico, please. And uh, <laughs> Nico's about to spill the beans when Carolina rips her bracelet off. Bracelet off. And turns into swirly rainbows yeah and just says be quiet while hitting nico with a blast of energy which this went poorly yeah so nico slams back into the wall and topher tells her tells her to chill out carolina chill out and then nico says forget carolina her name is mud and shoots a ray of mud into carolina that just into like her mouth looks like it gets in her mouth yeah not not good no so she's laying and, in a mud pile now. Yeah, and she says, what is wrong with you? And Nico says, me? You're the one kissing my guy. Your guy? What about Alex? So then they immediately start to get into it. And then in the next panel, she says, how many guys do you have? Which is not the thing you need to say. No. <sighs> and so they're having, like, what could best be described as a cat fight, only because they're, like, it's all, like, hands and grabbing at each other like they're not trading blows no um like i don't like the term but no you know but it's not I mean, like that's they're... what you could describe it as and then gert actually walks in and uh basically says with the rar the from old lace yeah. so yeah she what did she is saying is knock uh knock it the fuck off i'm sure uh yeah. but we don't see that yeah, so I really love, like, especially here, how Old Lace's expressions mirror Gert's, like, id, or, like, her anger translator or whatever. Like, it's those mm-hmm. emotions that she, you know, is not totally evoking, but that Old Lace isn't going to hold back. Yeah, and she wants an explanation, and both Nico and Carolina say that the other started it, and Gert's about done. And she says, a few hours ago, I almost liked you two, but now you're acting like a couple of animals. And over what? Some stupid boy? Old Lace is also very nonplussed. Yeah, and... And is especially nonplussed at Topher, because she's like... And Topher says, hey, that's not... And then Gert continues. I don't know how you sucked all the girl power out of this place so fast, sport, but maybe you should just... And then Nico's staff goes slamming back into her body. Yeah, old lace. Old lace is also both like squinting angrily at Topher, but also like looking like a hunting dog that's like on point. Yeah, like her whole nose is like stuck out towards him. Um, so Carolina's like immediately forgets that you know they were kind of having a fight and says, you know, Nico, what's happening? And there's this this like horrible red cloud like coming out of Nico's chest as the staff like goes back into her yeah and we had a side bubble from someone says just give her some room carolina everything's going to be all right now because it's alex with a torch in his hand and they're just talking about nico like she's not even there yeah he's taking it off the wall which i don't know what he planned to do with the torch not sure but 
like you didn't need light because Carolina's already glowy. So were you gonna yeah. like light someone on fire? Yeah. <laughs> but Alex thinks he can help Nico, and she just says, "Get away from me." Yeah. Which also I would if I was in that much probably pain. Yeah, and Alex explains that Nico and he figured out that her body reabsorbs her staff after every couple uses, and that she just needs to catch her breath. And Nico's like just leave me the fuck alone and says i have to get out of this place well topher is trying to follow her would you just leave her alone and alex is also trying to follow her and gert says maybe you should just give her some space and that she knows that he carries a torch for her uh and right now in a very literal sense but it's like they say if you love something set it free and then we flip back to the parents who all have a different method of supervillain communication in their supervillain-like communication network. Yeah. So we've mentioned the Wilders, uh, like, Doctor Doom. Well, not even that. Like, it looks like the Batcave from, like, the Batman... Just supervillain monitors. Like, that's what you can describe it as. Yeah, like the supervillain computer. Well, but it looks like like Batman's computer from, like, the animated series in the Batcave. Yeah, it kind of does. But, like, evil green <laughs> and they've been tracking the rest of the pride to try and find who whoever attacked their children yeah and uh so they you know go over that they the trio that they saw had augmented strength speed and invulnerability and so mrs wilder says well that would probably likely point to mutants right and so they call the the hazes and Dr. Mr. Hayes says, my pure blood union notwithstanding, it's extremely rare to encounter more than one mutant with the exact same power. Which, what What does that even mean? I'm, I, there's an implication there that I don't want to know, I don't want to expand further on. I think the implication's true, and it's bad. It's bad whatever it is, honestly. Yeah. And... Then Mr. Wilder asks Leslie Dean, who's looking at him through like a magic mirror, apparently, and she says that it's not it's not extraterrestrial. Listen, she's got an alien super mirror. Sure. And then we go to Mr. Stein, who's got like this weird, like sci-fi's sci-fi like uh the Jetson style like monitor yeah. hanging from a ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then he's like Perhaps my nulliscope find a found a latent print on one of the weapons recovered at the crime scene. I round it past your boy in the LAPD, and he seems to and he says the fingerprint belongs to some drifter who got pinched just once in 1939. Um, so Mr. Wilder says that's impossible unless these could be someone like you to the Yorks. And uh, Mrs. York says I sincerely doubt it, Joffrey. As far as I know, Dale and I are the only time travelers to have pierced the fourth dimension within the last temporal phase <laughs> which yeah and and in which in this weird like blood hologram uh mr and mrs minoru uh say that uh they have an idea they possibly possibly suggest something else but they're not going to like it yeah so i assume i don't know whether this is like a latent piece of magical equipment or whether because we saw that the minorus can cast magic or at least mr minoru can without the staff but they must have some kind of latent magical power, just probably not so much. Yeah, it's 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 probably like the same red smoke that enveloped 
Nico when she said she wanted to get away, but it looks like a weird blood hologram. Let's just be honest. Yeah, it's just interesting that, it you know, this is showing that, like, they still have magical weird stuff that they can do without the Staff of One. Yes. But oh. that's the that we leave on that implication that something might be weird about something that happened at the convenience store. And we cut to the woods where Nico is still walking through the woods and Topher's following her. And she says, it's not, your friends say it's not safe out here. And she's like, they're not my friends. They're just a bunch of kids stuck in the same sinking ship as me. Who, what she says, well, I'm your friend, okay? I mean, and clearly not. Yeah. No, um, clearly, but leading up to this whole point. Taking advantage of a vulnerable person. And then she's yeah. like, I'm so sorry, Topher. First you had to deal with your sick parents. And now you have to put up with those bickering spazzes. And he says, hey, you want to know a secret? Those two people that I was with at the Circle A, they weren't really my parents. And they didn't get their powers for some industrial accident. And he goes, just saying, I, I don't understand. Where did they get their powers from? <laughs> and he says, me, because he's a vampire. Well, it's back from Buffy. <laughs> we come full circle. I mean, we really. came back. More like Drusilla, but. Also Spike, yeah. because he was the one that wanted to eat all the peoples. Yes. Uh, so that happened. Yeah. Topher's a vampire. Yes, fangies and yellow eyes. Yes, he does. And uh, that was kind of weird for me to see. <laughs> I like how you're like, I know he's evil, but... And then I checked I mean, my messages before, like, right before we recorded, and you're like, in all caps, Topher's a vampire? Yeah. I think I said, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Because, honestly, what's going on? Who know? Different time. Different time. We'll just throw a random vampire in Also, here. fucking, Topher was a vampire. What the fuck? Yeah. What she said. <laughs> Which, you know, is accurate. Accurate, yeah. So, but that leads us to issue number 10. Yeah. Which, again, same creative team. Mm-hmm. Another cover by Joe Chen. We have a cool cover with Carolina on it and some lightning in the background. Yeah, this one's really cool. I like it's, it a lot, yeah. Carolina's really angry. She's got, like, a... Her face is, like... You, you don't want to fuck with this face, basically. Mm-hmm. And her hands are in fists, and she's flying, and looks like about... She's about to, like, kick you into the next dimension. <laughs> Which she probably is. Yeah. And then we go back to Topher, like, doing, like, a... Hey, my name's Topher. I'm a vampire and kind of face. <laughs> and he goes screaming. And then she goes, you're a, yeah, this, this vampire is not going to give her a million dollars or anything interesting. Mm, no. That's a strong, bad email reference. He's, wow. He's being completely <laughs> like sardonic with her. So obviously his mood has changed to uh, 360. So, yeah. you know. So my name's Trevor. I'm a vampire and... Trevor? <laughs> yeah, is isn't that, but we've got Topher instead of Trevor here. Tre Trevor, yes. Um, and then Nico's still confused, because why she bought into this, I have no idea, but she definitely did. Well, and so he says, I'm just gonna read his, like, fucking, Please. like, vampire dialogue. Yeah, yeah. For it. I told you, Nico, those goons I robbed in the Circle A weren't my parents. They're my minions, two lowlifes I turned years ago. Since since when do vampires rob <laughs> convenience stores? Oh, I get it. This is the part where you keep me talking until you can think of a way to kill me, right? Okay, black magic woman. I'll play that game. 
You see, I'm not really 16 years old. I was born at the turn of the century. You're four? <laughs> yeah, Miko says you're four, which is funny. And then he's like, that throws him off really bad because he's like, what? no, no, last century in 1900. Ew, and I kissed you, which is which is Nico's first concern, apparently. Yeah, she looks very disgusted. Also, is her hoodie like a Naruto hoodie? That icon looks kind of like... looks like it. I think it's a tsunami symbol, the swishy. Mm, no, it's a little bit different, but it's yeah. Okay. So he goes cute. Yeah, I got turned when I was your age. Made a small fortune in stocks after the depression, then lost it all after the dot com crash. Holding up an all-night liquor joints is a drag, but I've grown accustomed to a rather expensive lifestyle over the decades, you know? So all that- I like how he's just, just telling her his whole life story, like in this villain monologue. Yeah, it, he's just expl- vi- she's just villain-splaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's still a little perplexed. And then we get on the panel below when he's continually swarmily talking, which he monologues. And he, like, licks his tongue. Like, he licks his tongue across his fangs. Bad. Which is, a, is, is bad, but, like, could be sexy if it was not this boy. Yeah. <laughs> if it was anyone other than this horrible boy. Well, yeah, exactly. So he says, and I knew you'd wolf down whatever broken home bull I fed you. If I've learned one thing in my long life, it's that angst-ridden brats like you always have parent issues. Uh, She's just but like... But he wants to turn her. Yeah. So? So he's like, teenagers are easy to manipulate, but you have spunk. And too bad that scary magic wand is still trapped inside your perky little chest, huh? How are you going to stop me? More importantly, why would you want to? I mean, I can give you immortality. Besides, it doesn't look like you spend much time in the sun as it is. And she says she doesn't want to be evil, to which he replies, Becoming a vampire doesn't change who you are. Growing up does that, letting the naivete of adolescence be washed away by the cold, hard water of life. Trust me, when you've seen as much of humanity in action as I have, you start to realize that we're all just a bunch of animals, and that means it's eat or be eaten. <sighs> Someday you'll understand. And, like, goes in and, like, hits her with a thing. And she bleeds, of course. Yeah. And then she summons her staff. Why, why is this in such small font? Well, it's because it's, like, it's supposed to be, like, a... She's, like, whispering, maybe? It's, well, it's, like, a yeah. magic connotation. It's, like, a magic spell. But she says, when blood is shed, let the staff of one emerge, and it... Like, it yells it. Comes out of her chest, and... She makes a shunk sound effect. Sound. It's good. And it goes right through his chest, but, um, whoops. Yeah, and goes flying off, and so he screams. <laughs> And he says, oh, man, would you look at that? It went clean through me and out the other side. And so he's just like still there. And then he winks at her and says, go ahead, read it, Mikey. Sorry, kid. We didn't got it wrong. Steaks don't kill vampires. They just give us heartburn. And what do you know? I'm already on the mend. See, the only thing that can off me is sunlight. And unfortunately for you, that's three hours away. <laughs> and then... <laughs> We get a bubble from the bottom that says, Hey, Toph, you're off the team. And Alex just hits him with the torch. Yeah. Which, you know, sunlight can't. It's sunlight maybe, but like also if you cut a vampire's head off, it'll die. Yeah. But, you know, maybe he doesn't even know that. 
Maybe he doesn't. Supernatural I mean, hasn't come like, out for two years, so. Charlie, you're doing the thing again. <laughs> Supernatural taught me everything I needed to know about everything. This is the same exact problem you got into with D&D, assuming that one universe's vampires and monsters are the same as every other universe's vampires and monsters. <laughs> I, I also don't know, actually, if all the, the Marvel vampires are the same. Because I know in our masks games, I was like, yeah, stakes can kill vampires. Easy. Like, that's one th I way. I feel like it's possible. So, whatever. I feel like I need to do more research on Marvel vampires. Vampires. Maybe. I mean, regardless, it didn't work. And it wasn't going to work. Because we've got Celine. And then we've got this guy that presumably is not related to Celine. We've got real Dracula. Actual real Dracula. Real, actual real Dracula. Um, we've got that, like, Mordecai person, right? And then um, there's also, was Jubilee Blade. Blade. Shit, I forget that Blade's in the Marvel Universe sometimes, because he, like, mm -hmm. I only do, like, I know that Blade exists, but he's, like, off in his own corner doing his own Blade thing. Yeah. I read the Blade tie-in to Civil War. Wow. That was a mistake, A. I'm, I read every tie-in to Civil War within the space of 24 hours. Blade is trying to... Right now, Blade is helping uh, Doctor Strange, Iron Fist, Go and Ghost Rider, and Elsa Bloodstone uh, keep Mephisto from taking over Las Vegas. That is an amazing series, and tell me what that is, because now I want to read it. Um, it's the Doctor Strange series. Right now, it's called Damnation. I yeah. See, like, that is something I will be into. Like... I'm not, by no means am I saying, like, Blade should not be in the Marvel Universe. I'm saying we need more Blade in the Marvel Universe. Marvel Universe, I agree. I want to see more Blade. Yeah. Like, bring him into more things. Have him come to the, you know, maybe he should have come to talk to the X-Men about, you know, Jubilee being a vampire. Maybe. You know, like, <laughs> give me more, yeah. like, supernatural capers, like... Yeah, that is ha that that's happening. I'll, I'll, that's... I'll, I'll, I'm gonna fucking read that. Not tonight, but eventually. Yeah, no, it's it's uh it's happening. So apparently, it's very good. The art is very good. I've read it. Sounds so very I've, good. I've looked at it. It's good. But um, but anyway, that's not what we're reading right now. No, because we're with shitty vampires. Yeah, Nico is overjoyed to see Alex swoop in and save the day, and he makes up some kind of pithy excuse about being jealous and. She doesn't even care. Topher's out cold on the ground behind them. He didn't set him on fire, which he should have, but this is no. a kid's book, so probably not. I mean, nothing. I wouldn't say that things, like, we did see him, like, get chunked through the chest with, like, that's and, like, there was, like, it was pretty that's true. brutal. That's true. Well, anyway, he doesn't set him, him on fire because yeah. Nico, Nico says, I love you, and hugs him, and they gotta go. Throws her arms around his neck. They, But they but they really do gotta go. Yeah, and he says, I love you too. Can he walk? And then she's like, I can run. Come on. And so and she's like, so Topher's a, a vampire? Vampires are real? And then she says, unless we're all having the exact same nightmare. But uh, they head back to the hostel, and everyone's sleeping, including Gert. And Alex wakes her up. <laughs> yeah. She's like, it took me four days to finally fall asleep. And Chase says, if this is some kind of drill, somebody's going to get punched. They ask where Carolina is. And Gertz is still upstairs, I guess. What's going on? And then Alex explains that Topher is a monster, literally. And so Chase automatically assumes that he's part of the pride somehow, because that's where I monsters mean, come it's from. Not a, it's, not, it's not a giant leap. 
Gert says, well, I knew old, I knew something was wrong because old Lace knew something was wrong. Why didn't you tell? Oh, I guess nobody's really been listening to her anyway. So. No, no. Carolina comes down the stairs, hugging the banister and says, well, look who came crawling back. And we don't have time for this, basically. Yeah, basically. Because <laughs> she's like, what do you? And Alex just goes, can you use your alien powers and fly her out of here? And like, because yelling. Molly's still sleeping. Yeah. And he wants to, you know, get them out of here before Topher heals. And she's like, I think my solar power is trapped out by now. And then just says, I don't care. Like, get her to the van. Like, we got to go now. And Topher's back with the staff of one in his hand. Yep. Which, why did you bring the staff back? Is my Not question. Sure. Like, maybe he thought he could use it. Yeah, but maybe. Like, I guess. If you would have left it out in the forest, Nico wouldn't have been able to use it either. And he, like, didn't he see it get sucked back into her body? Yeah, he did. Like, yeah, he did. I don't know. He's not thinking clearly. He's obviously. not the world's. He's a shitty vampire. He's a very sure. shitty vampire. Spike. Uh, I'm sorry, Spike from Buffy, for the comparison to this boy, because I think Spike from Buffy is a much better vampire even than this boy. Yes. And uh, James Marsters, not Marston. I'll, I I know it now. Mar- James Mars, not James Marston. Right, James Marsters. I said that. Yes. Okay, we're fine. We're on the same page. All yes. right. I, I got it. Uh, but anyway, Topher hits Nico with the staff and sends her flying across the room because he's probably got super strength because he's a vampire. Yeah, well, definitely has super strength because the people that he turned that were his minions had super strength too. So Alex immediately screams no. And Topher says, are you really surprised to see me, Alex? Did you honestly think a little fire was going to slow me down? And Chase says... <laughs> How about a lot of fire, new kid? And then uses his fistigons to attempt to set Topher on fire. Yeah, with a wall of flame. And it doesn't work. Doesn't work. And Topher just kicks him in the gut. And it's Gert's turn with Old Lace, who says, uh, Old Lace, sick him. Yeah, and he says, No need to play possum with this thing anymore, huh? I've already learned all of your weaknesses. And goes, Hup! And like, does a backflip over her? Yeah, while he's on fire. Like a Raiden, like a Raiden. Well, yeah, it's a Raiden black backflip, and yeah. he's on fire also. Yeah, and he says, hey, Gert, do you know what really killed all the dinosaurs? Me neither, but I bet it sounded something like this, and takes Old Lace by the tail and slams her against the wall. And since Gert's got an empathic connection with Old Lace, that also hurts her very badly. Gives her a really bad headache, the headache of a century. Oh, yes. And and he says, ah, yes, your empathetic connection. Lucky you. I forget what it's actually like to feel for another life. Oh, God. This yeah, boy, no, he's, man. He's super, he's super like, he's extra super and obnoxious. Extra douchey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Alex tries to reason with him and tell him to stop and... Starts taking off the decoder ring. That he has, yeah, it has something extremely powerful and... Which is actually true. Yeah. And he tells Alex that his girlfriend tastes great and and pun- and then punches him. Yeah, sends his glasses flying and says, now then, decisions, decisions. Well, little Nemo in Slumberland there looks tasty, and I haven't had mutant blood since 79. And Car- Carolina is like, no, please let Molly live. You know, you can take me instead. I don't know if 79 is supposed to be a reference. And, uh, who knows? You know what he's referencing? Please let us know. And he says, I don't know, Blondie. You lanky airheads are never quite filling enough. 
and Carolina says you're old that's you're older than us and that's why you know about the A team and the Beatles and stuff. She's he's like, Well maybe you're smarter than you look and Carolina just stand, starts to stand up because she's been holding Molly, sets her down on the ground and says that she wants Topher to kill her because yeah, she doesn't want to live in a world. She says she doesn't want to live in a world where with people like you in it, people like my parents. And it's kind of sad. Yeah, so he goes, like, you're such a perfect little angel, Mrs. Kisses Other Girls Boys. No, I'm I'm not a good person. I just don't want to be around to get worse and he says to happy endings then and like caresses her cheek to uh push her hair back and get into her neck and he takes a bite and she's like wincing has this you know awful look on her face like this is it's all over and then he immediately like startles back and says what the sunlight your blood burns like and then says oh you evil and then explodes into like a supernova. Yep. His is emulated from, I believe, the inside out. Yep. It's good. And turns into a pile of singeing ashes and like one shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody kind of comes to. Yeah. And Gert asks, did Topher just spontaneously combust? I mean, if if your entire room, like that you've been in like they're like in the lobby just lights up with fire i think it's kind of like a rude awakening right even if you do yeah. have like a headache yeah and alex asks like how did you know your blood would do that to him to him like he's kind of impressed yeah he is and she says i i didn't i meant every word and she doesn't get another chance to say anything because molly wakes up and so she says what is going on because she's like looking face first into this like smoldering pile of like ashes and clothes and sneaker yeah they find out that she was awake for that yeah absolutely and uh nico tries to tell her it was just a dream and she's runs to nico and hugs her and you know says i miss my mom and dad i want my mommy and daddy and it's kind of sad yeah and they all stand around you know both very shaken and not quite knowing what to do Alex still doesn't have his glasses on. I don't know where they went. No. That's the last we see of them because we cut back to uh, the next morning outside. Yeah. So they're, uh, we, it's in LA. We're in some kind of um, warehouse district. Warehouse district where we have a nyang side effect, sound effect happening. <laughs> what was that again? I'm not doing it again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, it's like Skeletor. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe, maybe like, uh, Curly from the Three Stooges? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's whoop, because, whoop, 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 whoop. uh, there's people being tortured. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, not, 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 not amusing, really. <laughs> <laughs> but not only are they being tortured, they're hung, they're, the people that we saw that Topher called his parents, that we now know were his vampire minions, are hanging from like meat hook style chains from the ceiling of this warehouse and they you know we see the pride and they're trying to figure out where their kids were mr minoru calls them you hell creatures which that's like pot the pot calling the kettle black right kettle there black. yeah that definitely is so they said they they don't know that and the, the kids took off with the one who fathered us okay Mr. York says the uh the other vampire he's with our children 
And they confirm that Topher was slain because they felt it through their bond. Yeah. Dr. Mrs. Hayes can tell that they're telling the truth and gives the signal. And so Mr. Yorks gives the signal to end them. And Mr. Minoru pulls a chain and lets the sunlight in. And we just have a scream from off panel and like, uh, like cough of dust then fills the warehouse. Yep. And so they're like, our kids murdered these guys or that that guy. And Mr. York says, you're feeling it too. And she says, indeed, cried. Cried. And like her eyes are glowing and she has this yeah. horrible smile on her face. And <sighs> yeah, but the next issue um, at the bottom, it says next cloak and dagger. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't actually have that on the tray. That's interesting. But yeah, that is the end of Teenage Wasteland. Yeah, that's the conclusion to that arc. So yes. uh, vampires, I guess. Yeah. Next next time we get uh, Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. This yeah. is uh, going some places I didn't expect it to go. I wasn't expecting a vampire to show up. Let's just be honest. Yeah, so, uh, so what did you think about that whole arc? As someone that hadn't read it before, it was good. There was a lot of there was a lot of drama. I think I could. I, I don't know. The drama was like there, and I think it would have been still drama if Topher had been like somebody other than a vampire. That just seemed really random. I mean, there are vamp like we know that there are vampires in L.A. Like multiple vampire families because yes, I I, I know, but like that just seemed random. Like uh, that's the only thing that seemed weird. Like, I mean, and so to be fair. Like, we don't know, like, maybe Brian K. Vaughn had someone in particular that he wanted and then was told he couldn't use that character. You because are absolutely correct. I mean, that's, that's the thing that can happen. Definitely something that might have happened. Like, I, you know, like somebody has to keep track of who's where and, you know, what characters can appear in what series is and stuff like that and keep the timeline alive. We, we do know. Yes. You know, maybe he had some completely different idea. And honestly, it might have been easier just to make up like a plausible character than try to like weave something into the greater Marvel like cosmology. Yeah. And like, it is interesting because he needed a character that was going to poke holes in all of the, you know, the character's weaknesses mm -hmm. and put them on two different sides of each other because of either like someone that they had a crush on or, you know, how they felt about something. And Topher did do that. Like, again, like the vampire, like to me, it makes sense because it's like you don't have random vampire clans running around New York City. Or if they do, like the big style superheroes are fighting them because they're superheroes on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. But on the West Coast, anything goes. And, you know, yeah, part of that. Again, yeah. No, you're right. But um, yeah. That that's all, and that brings us to where we're going next. <laughs> Although I'm really surprised if he, you know, had all this money. He says he lost it in the dot com crash by, that's I guess, funny. making maybe some bad investments. Which seems yeah, like which, a like, come on, you have enough money, get a fucking investor, get like a, a right, yeah, get someone to help you out with that. Like, there's got to be vampire accountants, right? If there's a demon law firm in in Sunnyvale, there's a uh, vampire accountants in the OC. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, I agreed a hundred percent. I think he's just a shitty vampire. Uh, yes. Also, this. If he was a smart vampire, he would have put people up to being his parents and having like a mansion. 
he would have been the pride he would have been doing what the pride is doing exactly he would have been doing it better and he's not because he obviously sucks he thinks he's a lot smarter than he actually is yeah that's why he got killed Mm -hmm. super easily for sure but we have all the end of our episode segment let me open these yeah it's your turn what's the what's the name of this segment charlie this or that okay so let me read papa's description to you yeah please because this is of course another one from papa which we will maybe be needing some more soon so yeah, we'll, we'll put, put out, out the call if we need that but papa gives us these issue uh these covers today and he says which 70s comic with dialogue on the cover contains the better story so mikey what'd you crack this open for me um so we've got this guy with like a christmas colored suit on like it's green and red with like iron bands maybe that's why they're red but he's like using the thing as a puppet and valkyrie is here so he says swiftly warrior woman even i cannot hold the ugly one any longer and it's it's sorry it's marvel two in one presents the thing and valkyrie um and so valkyrie has like ballet shoes on and her classic like uh like cone bra costume (laughs) and says then now he dies at the hand of the valkyrie and then in the bottom we've got featuring the pulse pounding power of the executioner (laughs) uh okay okay and then the next cover is adventure comics presents supergirl and we've got them in like a spotlight like so it's supergirl and this guy in like a kind of weird suit with like some cowboy boots i don't know what's going on there (laughs) and so she says are you all right can you hear me and he says i can hear you murderous murderous and then it's got we've got murderous again at the bottom of the cover which i'm presuming he looks kind of like matt murdoch yeah i mean i don't know he just looks like a generic guy that's true uh so so which one has the best uh has what 70s comic with dialogue on the cover has the best story? So which one do we think has the best story? All right. So I think I don't know why this man is controlling the thing like a puppet. I don't know why he's rock'em sock'em roboting with the puppet. And also, I'm not convinced that Valkyrie is even magic sword. I don't know what powers her sword has, actually, but I'm not convinced that even her and the pulse-pounding power of the Executioner can, like... I don't know why they're... why the thing is in trouble. Like, Ben Grimm has never done a wrong thing in his life. That's true. Other than maybe make some bad chili-related investments. (laughs) So... It's gonna be... For the Valkyrie to have a reason to kill him, there's gonna have to be a... They're going to have to do a lot of convincing on me. Yeah, that's true. However, are you all right? Can you hear me? I can hear you murderous, <laughs> murderous, murderous. <laughs> that's that's what I imagine. This is actually an opera that uh, maybe uh, Kal-El has composed uh, f- starring, <laughs> um, starring Kara and this Matt Murdock-esque looking man. And it is 
taking the musical issue. Of yeah, this? yeah. It's taking um, it's taking Metropolis by storm. It's like sold out. Okay, you can't right. get you can't get in. You can't get a ticket. You can't get tickets. Okay. Yeah, Lex Luthor got really mad because he couldn't buy his way in. Oh, so he sabotaged the production. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. And so maybe he gives like one of them like a kryptonite encrusted microphone. Or just puts kryptonite somewhere there. Yeah, what's what's the kind of kryptonite that makes people do like makes uh, the super people evil, makes the kryptonians evil? I'm not sure. I don't know enough about this. I don't know, but there's there's got to be some kind of kryptonite shenanigans, right? Yeah, I mean it's a super. Or or it's like a like a Phantom of the Opera type scenario where um you know like there's some stuff going on behind the scenes and there's you get the classic like you know the classic sack dropping on Lex yeah. Luthor at yep. the end. Yep, I got no. That's perfect. I'd read that comic to be honest. Yeah, like it's like a. Um, like Looney Tunes style, yeah, figure type situation, yeah. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that one's easy. Yeah. Uh, Supergirl number four hundred five. Yeah, starring <laughs> uh Supergirl in the role of murderess and Matt Murdock in the role of murder the murdered in this opera murderess, <laughs> penned by no Jimmy Olsen wrote it. Okay, good. It was originally a community production, and then it took off. That's what happened. It's like a Hamilton type situation. All right, I got it. Where they, they, it was in a community theater, and then people went and saw it, and like they ranted and raved about it, and then it like got put in whatever Metropolis's uh, equivalent to Radio City Music Hall is. So okay, I like it. Perfect, perfect. All right, well there, there you go. That was totally off the top of my head. That was not premeditated at all. That was good. That was good. I like it. So go pick that one up and tell us what it's all about. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. So if you liked what you heard today, um, you can let us know by writing a review or rating our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever the equivalent is on Google Play or wherever your podcasts are sold, streamed downloaded you can also talk about us on twitter yeah at young ones cast tell us tell your friends that you love us there feel free to tag us we're at young ones cast on twitter mm-hmm. also feel free to follow us or interact with us there send us more covers okay so let's explain like actually what this or that is because i feel like that's important to the submission of a good set of this or that covers i agree so this or that if you have not intuited or if this is somehow you know your first episode or something so this or that is a segment where we ha- take two covers the more inexplicable the better yes and give us some kind of prompt or just tell us which you know which story do you think is better based on these covers and then you know just we'll we'll try to expound on them and figure out what we think it's about i think um was it Zach that sent us our first set of covers uh, for our Christmas episode? Our first set of covers came from Adam. Adam sent us our first cover, set of covers. Um, Adam and Zach, uh, host of, co-host of Battle of the Adam. Go listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, it was Adam. Yeah. And I had a very fun time ex- uh, explaining what I thought was the better story of Christmas story. <laughs> so that's why we turned it into a segment because it was good. Feel free to either send them to us in a tweet on Twitter and add us at Young Ones Cast on Twitter or email it to us. Our email address is youngonescast at gmail.com. If you rate us or review us on a platform in which I can get those reviews, I will read the next review out. So please review our podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
just like give us a heads up and then we can give you a shout out on the show like if you yeah if you do rate us wouldn't mind doing that at all indeed 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 but you can find me personally at genetic ghost on twitter and i'm there doing some things as of right now i posted a side-by-side earlier today of gary coleman from the electric company in a outfit that looked reminiscently like bishops so i put up a side by side um and it's got like 400 likes and reblogs and that's weird yeah on tumblr or twitter twitter wow i had no idea retweets excuse me yeah there's some it's just it's all about who retweets the retweet that's all yeah i don't know um yeah so really quick just looking at iTunes. I see a review from CZ and then a bunch of numbers who says 10 out of 10. Great to listen to and wonderfully organized. Whoever you are. Yeah. Hey, hey, don't worry about that right now because I may have accidentally left a review for our own podcast. Well, you are as genetic ghost, but I don't know who CZ is. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Whoever CZ a bunch of numbers is. iTunes also is region locked. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. If you've left something and it's from another country, I can't see it. So I'm sorry. Yeah, which sucks, honestly. But anyway. Anyway. Is that all? Is that um, that all you've got on the internet then? That's all I've got on the internet right now. I uh, don't do much of anything other than that right well, now. Soon, least, maybe. So. Soon, perhaps. You got some stuff. I'm in. A, I'm playing a lot of games. I'm doing some things. You've 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 plans you're making. I got plans, but those are plans that I'm just hashing out right now. But yeah, enough about me. What about you, Mikey? Well, uh, other than not auditioning for any opera, I am <laughs> at quantum dot dot on Twitter. I know. I'm sorry. I'm letting all my fans down, but it was just too much for me. I had to retire. That's okay. It's too much pressure. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am quantum dot dot on Twitter. Uh, so you can follow me there where I talk about comics and media and role-playing games and game design um i will have after this uh podcast comes out have put out a very very preliminary version of the game that i am working on called the working title right now is no place like home that might change but it's based on twin peaks and um silent hill stranger things and oxen free stuff like that um and it's about the relationships between people in a small community and uh bad things that happen behind closed doors and how that might manifest in a world that's a little bit weirder than ours um the version i'm going to be putting out is like very very mechanics light like uh you just kind of like tell it's like a collaborative storytelling game almost so you know feel free to check that out if that sounds like something that would be interesting to you. Um, I also now have a website at quantum.space, which is very exciting, and I worked very hard on it, maybe too hard, and stayed up late too much. But that should surprise not Charlie. Nobody. Zero people. <laughs> um, but no, I'm very proud of it, and I have um, I put all my work up there and a link to my Patreon and the Discord community that um, some of the fans of the show we have a channel for the Young Ones cast there and a bunch of the listeners and stuff hang out there and it's really cool and I really appreciate people doing that. So um, feel free to look there or, you know, there's also a link to that on the pinned tweet for the show Twitter. But yeah, and then I've been streaming again as well, slowly. So yeah, that's that's me. 
we got some stuff coming up. Yeah. That we're going to be doing. I'm but excited. We won't talk about it. I just got a Adobe Creative Cloud and I'm learning how to do formatting stuff for print yeah. work, which is pretty yeah, cool. So we're going to be doing some things. Uh, stay tuned for those things. Yeah. But anyway, that's the end of the show. So bye. You think <laughs> uh, you can write an opera as good as Jimmy Olsen? More power to you. I'm excited to see your work. <laughs> I don't know. We don't have All a right. sign off. We just kind of wing it. We don't have a sign off. Uh, we're right. just winging it. So until next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.